New Year, same crap in the stupid store. Rad stuff, bad stuff, food stuff. Get yours now at radradio.com. Did you see the dead rabbit in the uh, canine cam during the last commercial break, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like the cat and the dog who are waiting to get outside with the snow stop to uh, go investigate it. Um, <laughs> like, they they were drooling. They were just ready oh, to go man. to town on that rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all, you, if you're not a member at members.radradio.com, uh, you're missing out because on Rad TV, the canine cam was outstanding today. That's um, so cute. Nice and, nice and brutal. Um, you can, it's, <laughs> canine cams always live forever. If you go to the each day's show, there's a chapter list option um, on the player. You just click on that and you can always be directed right to the canine cam if you want to not watch the show and just go to the canine cams. That's how you do it. Um, in the previous segment, we were talking about ashes and, and people who passed away because of the stadium uh, fans being so obsessed with teams that they go and steal bricks, chairs, or in one case, take your late father's ashes and place them up on one of the, the stacks in, in the stadium. Um, <laughs> it's like a memorial. Um, and then the Candlestick Park got dom- demolished, and we thought, oh, I thought that was cool because you're going to blow up with your favorite stadium. <laughs> um, and so we got us talking about our various experiences with past uh, love, loved ones that passed on and what we've done with their ashes. Um, and uh, I mentioned that if I want to be fertilizer for a tree, like put me down in one of those egg sac things that you've seen um, and help a, a tree grow. Um, and Jenny wrote in and says, my family put our family ashes in plants and trees. When, we, when my mom passed, we put the ashes in money trees, and my aunt's sister and myself all got a tree. Aww. My aunt now does it every time someone passes away. Oh, that's neat. That's a good idea because so the plant represents, you know, it, it's growing in the, the, the nourishment that the yeah. remains have provided. Right. And so you're watering it, you're caring to it. It's almost like you're treating for your loved one that's that beautiful on. and you just always have a spot to visit that and person that's how yeah. you get haunted forest <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh and then uh there was some beef between uh kyle the king's fan and robert the warriors fan from the gay area, gay area. Yeah. and uh so uh <laughs> robert had to write in to declare his fandom to the warriors and he goes way back to the late 80s and uh so uh kyle is not He's not fit to call him out for being a bandwagon fan. No. Uh, but it's understood between the two of you. You guys have come together and figured it all out. Um, Eric wrote in and said, I hear Kyle's irritation for sure. I've been a Warriors fan since I was a kid back in the mid-80s and on. When everyone was a Kings fan back in the early 2000s, I stayed with the Warriors through all of their struggles. Then when the Warriors started their big championship run, many came back. Mm-hmm. And now many are shifting uh, back to the Kings uh, with the Warriors' struggles this year and the Kings building success. That's annoying. Yes, yes it is. Kyle, I feel your anger. Uh, Pick a jersey and <laughs> stick with it, people. That's right. Let's play Travel Trouble. Travel Trouble Trouble. We got a chance for you to win a pair of Jim Jeffries tickets at the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium on Friday, January 26th. And caller 18 for Trouble Trouble is Danny. Morning. 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 Qu- uh, Will, you're caller 19. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. And Kevin, caller 20. Good morning, anybody. Good morning. Good morning. All right, uh, for Trouble Trouble today, we have a soft rock song from 2001. I have, I have, 
I don't think that this is going to be a soft rock song. We're going to have to debate this later, ah, Kyle. Okay. Uh, what do you think the song is? <laughs> Sounds soft. It does. Is it? Okay, the, the band's correct, right? Yeah, okay, I so hope I just, so. I, I don't just, know. I've just never heard this song before. All right, it's a soft rock song from 2001, and uh, Kyle might fall asleep to it. All right, Danny, what do you think it is? No idea. Okay. At least he's honest. Will, what do you think the song is? Control. Mm. Nope. And Kevin, what do you think it is? Freedom isn't free. You lose. Oh, man. <laughs> you all ching, ching, that is true. <laughs> Freedom isn't free. <laughs> song is by the band Jimmy Eat World, which I, I had um, I had a debate in my head ready to go because Jimmy Eat World is like kind of an alternative uh, like mm-hmm. punk, punk band type of thing. Yeah, but this song is so uh, slow and quiet. I think the song, you're correct, the song is considered a slow, a soft rock song. Um, it's called Hear You Me. <laughs> yeah, they're a little emo. They're definitely emo. Oh, God. Um, we have another chance for you to win Jim Jeffries tickets uh, at 9 o'clock. I had something planned. Oh, here we go. Uh, we Meg wrote in uh, in response to the surprise trips. We had a birthday wish earlier uh, for a seven-year-old named... Oh, no. Oh, Legoland. I, I remember, yeah, Le- Ryan, I remember Legoland, seven-year-old Florida. Oh, man. <laughs> Isaac? I I'm terrible. Yes. Oh, Isaac! It was Isaac! Yes! Yes, Kyle wins. Woo! Yay, Kyle! <laughs> so, Meg wrote in because uh, Kyle shared a story about him being surprised with Disneyland tickets, um, and totally unprepared, um, and they, they didn't have anything to film it with, and Dawn shared a story as well that, uh, was it your... Goddaughter. Goddaughter? Yeah. And she... Was surprised, but the the family is very type A and need to plan everything out. No, right? she's but very she type is. A. Okay, she's very type A. Has to plan out everything, even at ten years old. Such a grown up kid. And, yes, and and was not having it. <laughs> she was like, "We cannot. No, we cannot go. I, I've got this, this, and this. You have to get reschedule." So, you know, we see these types of videos all the time of these kids just losing it if they're when they're surprised with a trip like that. Uh, so Meg says, "Listening to Kyle and Dawn's Disneyland surprise stories reminded me." To, uh, what I wanted to share ours from the Christmas this Christmas I swear I do know how to read <laughs> I have a I just I have a high school level education I took a couple <laughs> classes in community college but then I just went straight to work uh, so damn you, know, you yeah literacy is affected, not my forte it affected your reading it sure did <laughs> might have been all the party I did in my 20s yeah. uh, we decided to take our 10 and 9 year old boys for a three day Disneyland trip and their Xmas gift this year my nine-year-old did not believe us until we were leaving two days later. <laughs> he just kept saying, this is a mean prank. Oh, no. <laughs> when we walked into the park, it finally sunk in, and he oh. sobbed for a solid solid 30 minutes. Oh, God. Oh, it was so sweet, and he had more sweet. fun than any of us. Oh, my yeah. God. That is a core Oh, man, I love sure. that. Oh. Uh, he cried, though, really? Kid. Nine. Maybe he's still a little kid. Maybe he hasn't been given the opportunity to get such a cool gift like that. And so it was hard for him to believe it. 
And so just the shock and, and the yeah. love that he felt from receiving that gift. Yes, I love he, that. He overcome with emotions. Like he's it's a very okay. sweet kid. Like he has like a really sweet heart. He's young too. Yes. I don't know. Kyle. <laughs> the wuss. Oh, man. Come on. So uh, if if I ever have kids and they cry about something, I just won't tell Kyle about it because I'll just I'll just be quiet. You know how I think. Yes, I do. I'll know exactly what you're thinking. I mean, I I I don't maybe because I'm a girl. Well, no, you agree too, and you're a dude. This is like a sweet example. Absolutely. Like if he was bawling his eyes out over I don't know. There's no shame in crying. Like we we should feel our feelings. We shouldn't stuff them down. Not too much though. Yeah, oh, you, totally. You don't want to raise a kid that cries at everything. Too yeah. soft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah I'll give right. him that. Like, you know, if he got there and he shed tears, like, oh, thank you, I really appreciate this. And then he's like, okay, let's have fun. Then it's different. But 30 minutes of crying? Uh, it's Holy crap. It's fun. We're at Disneyland. We're supposed to have fun. You're bringing it down. Yeah, this isn't but, the saddest place on earth. Knowing yeah. Kyle in his heart, though, he would have absolutely stood there and mm. let the kid cry and feel his feels. So you want to get, yeah. get an ice cream? <laughs> yeah, that's what it'd be. Maybe. <laughs> And maybe on the inside, go, good Lord, we get quit crying. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on uh, when we returned from our vacation, I was talking about my trip to New York City over the break and uh, how I got engaged to my now fiance. Uh, we are planning on getting married later this year at some point. Yeah, um, I love that you're not waiting, right? Like, oh, we're going to get married in two years. I mean, we, we, we knew that we wanted to do it. So it was just like, a, okay, well, you, we can't start planning it until you ask me the questions she would say yep and i oh. you know it was basically well yeah I'm, I'm ready to do this but i want it to be a surprise and i i'm led it all the way to the point of me uh proposing to be a surprise uh so i was fortunate in that but now like ever since we left new york city she's got the pinterest boards oh i love she's it she's got the uh, all <laughs> all the uh swatches for the colors that oh. she wants um she's already uh nagging me lovingly <laughs> To go to the venue that we want to uh, oh, have this yeah. place at because we want to we want to secure it, make sure the dates are available. Yes, um, and it's a, it's such a unique place. Oh. It's not a church. It's not a courthouse. It's not like a mountaintop anywhere. It's not an event what do you center. Mean it's not a church. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but it, it's it's a place where uh, people sell plants. It, so, but it I has like that. a. Uh, it has an event space in the back of it. I love that. And it's like an old downtown building. Oh, wow. Um, so oh, okay. That's cool. That sounds cool. It is. It yeah, is, that sounds like, really neat. At first, like I, I wanted to just do something really small, and we were thinking of places like Tahoe and other things like that. But yeah. um, and this isn't like confirmed yet. So, but it's one of it's like our first choice. Uh, but it's a it's a place where there it's just it's very earthy and uh, so you guys woo woo and yeah. hippie like and so yeah it's definitely. <laughs> Our thing, um, but after that, we got flooded with engagement stories, proposal, uh, story, like good, good proposal stories and proposal uh, horror stories. Yeah, mishaps. <laughs> um, but so Craig wrote in because we've always talked about the day of the proposal shouldn't be like the stereotypical Valentine's Day or New Year's Eve or Christmas or your birthday or their birthday yeah. just because it, it overshadows the, the importance of that day. Uh, unless you know for certain your person 
Right? If they're like, oh my God, I've always wanted to be proposed to on Valentine's Day. Well, then, of course. Mm-hmm. Right? Or they're like, oh, Christmas or my birthday, whatever. Like, in, unless you know that's what they want, of course, then that's, you do those typical days. So, Craig is looking for advice because uh, he has a day like that in mind for a proposal. I've been curious to ask, Craig says, since I remember some of you dismissing the idea months ago, <laughs> no. now that the topic has resurfaced, I thought it would be an opportune moment <laughs> to inquire. Despite my initial hesitation, I am particularly interested in understanding why proposing on one's own birthday is often deemed a bad idea. Well, well, he means like it would be on his birthday? Yes. I proposed to my wife on my birthday with intention of catching her completely off guard. My approach to surprises is to keep all information to myself. No hints, nods, or anything that might even hint to a potential surprise. My wife, who is half French, spent her first five years of life raised in France and holds a master's degree in French. Wow. She was living in France? And has a master's degree in in French. French. Wow. What does this have to do with the proposal? I don't know. But she takes great pride in her heritage. We had a trip planned to France in July 2016, which coincided with my actual birthday. Ah, okay. Now we're getting there. (laughs) Leading up to the trip, I occasionally mentioned what I wanted to do on my birthday, including a visit to the Eiffel Tower. During our visit, while atop the tower, I took the opportunity to drop to one knee and, in Francais, asked her hand in marriage. Did you do it in French? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he said it in Francais. Oh, okay. In Francais. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Kyle, that's that's saying in French. That's right. In French. Francais. In Francais. I, I thought it meant like in France. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're just... Oh, I, I see. Oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, location. Yeah. All right. To my delight, she said, oh, oui. And the rest of the trip was filled with magic. In retrospect, I consider this to be the greatest gift I could have received for my birthday, my then-girlfriend's everlasting commitment to our relationship. Given this unique and meaningful context, I find myself puzzled as to why proposing on one's birthday is often labeled as cliche, comedic, or misguided. I'm eager to hear your insights on this matter. Thank you for all that you do, and congratulations, Brandon. Thank you. I mean, are you sure? I mean, does he really want to hear my insights? Yes. I want to hear it. Uh, Okay. First and foremost, who cares what we think? Mm -hmm. Secondly, it worked out for you. She said yes. You're still married. It's all. It, it's 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 it. You thirdly, you liked it. It was something you wanted to do. So I go back to the first one. Who cares what we think? But we do a talk show, right? So we give our opinions, and he's asking for it. So there's two reasons I don't like it, and and they're they're really not in any. It's not like one reason's more important than the others. But I'll, I'll just start with the first one. There was a guy I was engaged to, and it was a terrible relationship for both of us. We, we both shouldn't have been together with each other. It's not like, he, you know, I'm going to put it all on him. And he proposed to me on his birthday. So, you know, things didn't work out. It was a terrible relationship, so I've got that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, take that out of it. My other reason is I... Me, personally, I find it very selfish. Because when you're entering a marriage, it's about you both. This is something on your day. What does that have to do that that has to do with you? So that's where I come from with like you're you're saying she was showing me her commitment to our relationship on my birthday. That's a little too selfish and self-centered for me. You asked. I'm not saying you're that type of person. You just asked what my opinion is. And that's my initial gut reaction on that. It should be a day that's for the both of you has. There's nothing. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm, There you go. mm -hmm. 
And what happened? I'm not, I'm not saying this will happen, but I come from divorced families twice. And uh, what happens if it doesn't happen and, and you guys don't make it? And now you have a birthday with an anniversary date of a proposal that is stuck in your head. That uh-uh. nope, nope, nope. Yeah, that that would have a sour taste. I mean, you, that's a little bit of a, a glass half empty approach to the marriage. But that, but it is a realistic view because fifty fifty shot. You know, well, and you're already planning like, here's what I want to do on my birthday. It, am I making sense? Like, yes, absolutely. No, no, this is what I want to do. This this is something for us. Because we're entering the marriage as one. Yeah. We're two people, but you come together as one. As the letter writer said, he wants to keep the surprise so secret that he won't give any signs, no tells. And maybe he was thinking that, oh, it's my birthday, so why would I do it on my birthday? Um, so to, as to surprise her. But I don't like do I don't it. like that answer either. Mm-hmm. You could but do it on a random day that exactly. she wouldn't expect or know. Were you in France for just one day? Did you just go on your birthday? Because you could have well, done... Well, that would be quite a terrible trip. It would. Travel all that way. Yeah, and <laughs> at the same time, you could have used your birthday as like the opening act. You know, you, you go out, enjoy yourselves, have an amazing time, go to the Eiffel Tower, go have an amazing French dinner. Right, celebrate your birthday. Celebrate your birthday, and then the next day, propose right just so that you can do you can have both at the same time but i i agreed on it does seem to me it was more of a selfish move um but we also don't know his person right you know all we can go off of is an email and and those obviously cannot represent a whole person that lives uh, you know (laughs) has a whole life and life experience and you you know uh, we're getting one little tiny teeny little glimpse into you from an email but he asked for our opinions and judgment absolutely so it's like still to this day he describes it as you know her saying yes to on my day of our you know her Her commitment to to me like yeah oh my god yeah she was saying yeah yeah. Yeah, exactly and (laughs) I mean, kudos to you for doing it in a place where, you know, she's French, so she has a lot of pride in her heritage. Yeah. So you were able to manage to do it there with her. I, that's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do side with Dawn on this, that it seems like a... But see, and, and, and you always get to remember it on your birthday. She doesn't get France every year on your birthday. Right. Right. But yeah. you mm. get the remembrance of it on your birthday. Good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> so at the... Uh, just, I was going to say it's a good way to not forget the anniversary. Uh, that's that's another reason why some people do it. Uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. It's not just Christmas Eve. Got to get an anniversary <laughs> present or something. Uh, so we got an email at the beginning of this segment from uh, Meg and she was talking about her Disneyland Christmas surprise for her kids. Um, and so when the, one of her kids didn't believe it. He, he was nine. Um, and he cried when he ultimately got there because he didn't believe that it was even, they were just thinking it was like a prank or something. Yeah. The parents were putting, him, putting, him, putting on one for him. Um, but all, he did cry at, when he got there for about 30 minutes. So yeah. sweet. Kyle called him out for being a wuss. <laughs> Jesus, It's Kyle. a long time to cry. He's nine. So uh, Meg wrote back in in response, and she says, Kyle, you're going to feel like an ass now. Oh, no. Oh, God. What's ha- Oh, no. My What's dad next? died in September. And my nine-year-old was very close to him. He's had a very rough few months. Taking him to Disneyland brought out the happiest tears for him. Okay, good. That yeah. makes it valid, right? Five months ago. Kyle! <laughs> Rob. Anybody. And Dawn. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show.